0: I pledge myself to the pod, loyal I'll always be, a P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to An Omnia Paradis For the last time ever in existence, I am Jay. And I'm Angela, also known as AVO. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, yeah, that's that's totally a me thing. I was waiting for a J like the letter. Mm -hmm. And this is why for the last time in existence, you will be hearing us introduce ourselves this way.
0: Unless we come up with some cute like ideas. I don't know. I dropped our intro real quick because I got annoyed saying it. Listeners, this is going to be the final episode of season one. We made it. And season one doesn't necessarily mean that you did one episode a week for an entire year. That was just my personal mandate. And we did it. Yes, we did. We came. We conquered. We're tired. Yes. We're about to take a much needed holiday break. I don't know. Angela says she has some sort of summit planned for me, so I don't know how much of a break I'll be getting.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm presenting to you. All you have to do is say yay or nay
0: we'll see how this goes because you never can just say yay or nay because you're so good at it True, very true. That's why our episodes can't be under an hour. We're trying, we're really trying. Who knows, maybe season two will bring some mini-sodes. 20 mm. minutes or less. It takes us 20 minutes to get going. Not all the time. Most of the time, 90% of the time. Depends on the topic. Mm, I've edited 55 of these. It normally takes 20 minutes for us to get started.
1: But I think it's actually, hold on, I got this. But we're here, we did it. This is our last one of the season. And I think it's totally fitting that on the coffee table here, we have the corn.
0: Oh, I thought you were looking at the flashlight.
1: <laughs> I was thinking of that the whole time while we were sitting here earlier. I was like, what episode is it from? I can hear it so clearly. Oh, I can't tell you the episode name, but I can tell you Harvard Darren said it. Darren Springsteen.
0: So I think this is a very good place to start. I love our name and our internal conflict and things originally when choosing it and how we plan on going forward with it. Our initial intentions versus our new intentions. We had a different name for this podcast originally and so did 30 million other podcasts that already had the name. (laughs) So we're like, huh, let's change it. And... We were in the middle of a Gilmore Girls rewatch. We loved the name. One of my favorite episodes. We loved what it stood for because it was a very succinct way of kind of what we were trying to do, trying to start something, be ready to start something, and then knowing deep down you're never ready, so just like go forth and conquer. But we were struggling with, we knew that we got the name from Gilmore Girls, one of our favorite shows that we bought it over, but we weren't trying to be a Gilmore Girls podcast. So we were always conflicted with how much Gilmore do we do? Too much? Not enough? And what I came to the conclusion of is that in the natural way I speak and the way I throw in references is very Gilmore- and it is where the name came from but I don't want this show Gilmore centric there are a bunch of fun Gilmore tiktokers and Gilmore podcasts but like that's not really what I wanted to and kind of my goal when starting this so I think what kind of has come about for me is like oh no like the homage to the show is in the name because it's what started this it's what kind of got our friendship started and in the style of we throw in a ton of pop culture references literary references music references without needing to mention the show because just by nature of how we banter and talk, pop culture is thrown in and made analogies to and comparisons and commentary on.
1: Exactly. So we will be forever Gilmore Girls inspired, but we want to make sure that we are doing the most that we can with this platform to be the best that we can.
0: And that doesn't mean couldn't be Gilmore focused. It's just not what our intentions are. Exactly. So, I mean, stay
1: with us for season two and listen in for more of our Gilmore Girls girls references we've got them coming But for today, we're taking a little bit of a divergence and we actually
0: have a bit of our own a year in a life type retrospective. Here, here, I have a funny story to start out with. I went horseback riding for the first time a few days ago with family and we took some nieces, cousins, young kids in the family. They're 10 and 14 or 10 and 13 respectively, I believe. And it was like their first time getting to go. And at the end of it, the younger sister was telling me and my aunt who went, oh yeah, like my older sister said, I can't have a boyfriend. Like she's really going to check it. Like, she, and her also said, yeah, like I'm going to make sure like he's good enough. Like, and you're not ready to date. So I asked the younger one, I'm like, oh, like you think you're ready to date? And then she's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, what does dating mean to you? And she's like, well, he'll do TikTok dances with me and buy me hot Cheetos. Oh my God. Which I think are two valid things that can happen while dating. <laughs> that is so great. I think that's a completely valid answer for what you should expect out of a partner. It, it truly is.
1: And I think it also just goes to show the evolution from what dating looked like when we were 10, when it just meant that someone came up to you and was like, hey, are we dating? And you'd say, yeah. And then you wouldn't speak to them again for three days. And then you'd break up. Late bloomer over here. So I'll,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll believe that's the experience a lot of children had.
1: Well, I never did this myself personally, but I did witness a lot of schoolyard breakups.
0: Okay. Yeah, I was definitely thinking of people to go over like, hi, do you want to date? And then they'd be like, well, what do you do? Well, we eat lunch together. Do you hang out? The no, no, it's just literally saying, do we date but
1: now they're gonna film tiktoks together i love that for them they could be mini influencer couples
0: that is horrendously terrifying
1: but i do think that might be the intention of where this comes from in that case
0: well completely but that's terrifying i know how does your partner do with tiktok dances and hot cheetos um where does he rank on the scale oh uh he loves hot cheetos no it's not about it's not about does he eat hot cheetos it's does he provide the hot
1: cheetos (laughs) <laughs> he does oh I think he tries to provide the hot cheetos but he usually ends up eating them before I get there and then we have to go get more. So he is good about thinking of me in that way and he is good about recognizing when he has started something without me, but we're we're working on the the middle part where he gets it and then holds on to it until
0: I get there. I don't think he would pass the vibe check of the 10-year-old who wants to dance and have hot cheetos purchased for her. Ooh, probably not. Although I did get him to dance
1: and he told me that like, that would never ever in any world happen. And then I think he danced more than I did at Outside Lands. So yeah, give and take, give and take. I don't know, I think that brings us into where we wanted to start here. This is our podcast, personal, professional, familial wrap up of our year and everything that we've experienced, learned. Did your family change this year? (laughs) No, but I mean, you know, they just, they're my best friends, guys. Like, I've got some updates. Yeah, because I think we've been pretty serious about this is our podcast. This is something we want to grow. We'd love to turn this into a future, I don't want to say business, because it is just our passion project. But we'd like to think that, like, we could translate, like, our passion project into our full-time professional
0: passion. As any good millennial, zillennial, Gen Zer tells you, there's no such thing as a hobby, Because you can monetize it. And what is anything (laughs) in life without monetizing it?
1: Well, I like to think we're not just in it for the money but if anyone does want to sponsor us and send over some snacks i wouldn't say no dyson apple Apple, disney marvel could we get a walk-on oh my god we've we've actually done a lot of plugs i thought you
0: were gonna do we've done a lot of walk-ons in the past (laughs) um
1: i don't know where you're going with that no oh but actually oh this is gonna bug me now because i there was something being filmed that they were shooting b-roll and literally like i can tell you from the signage and everything Thing and what was going on, I was right out of frame. I was almost in a movie. Cool story, bro. Yep, can't remember which one at this moment. <sighs> concussion. Story, hey, story of own. my life this year, my concussion has ruined my memory forever, and now I can no longer say that I have a perfect memory and perfect auditory and visual recall.
0: I truly believe that you believe you could say those things before the concussion. Okay, maybe not
1: perfect, but like 95% it was really on it. And then I believe
0: that you believe that.
1: So yeah, back in April, many months ago, you guys have been hearing about this concussion all year long, but it seriously rocked me. I think for about a good three weeks, I was in a brain fog. And then it's only been within the past maybe two months that I haven't had everyday memory slips.
0: And imagine me and the listeners having to hear about it every week (laughs) since April.
1: (laughs) Because I keep forgetting. Have I told you about my concussion? I don't know. Do we do we want to give this a semblance of structure should we start with one and then go to another because frankly i feel like they're all connected so we could jump back and forth but will we confuse ourselves speak for yourself but my concussion was something that affected everything everything and i think it was also the impetus towards my finding a new job this year
0: oh i thought you were gonna say finding a relationship
1: no although oh oh concussion was pre-relationship
0: yes yeah
1: wow i had to work through my concussion
0: as any good corporate america person
1: and for those of you out there who have never experienced a concussion yourself for the first two to three weeks after you're actually not supposed to really do anything you shouldn't attempt to learn anything new you shouldn't be looking at screens you should be taking a lot of naps hydrating very well and just with the timing of my concussion it was right before this really big work meeting that again in our lovely new pandemic lifestyle we were all trying to work on remotely so I was staring at my computer all day for 10 hours a day good times rough times but yeah that was just the impetus like something needs to change in my life I need more of a balance I need to be able to step away and know that it's not going to just continue to pile up into something that wakes me up at 5 a.m. with anxiety attacks yeah so I guess just like my dislocation kneecap of 2019 the concussion really shaped my life in 2021 so jay what was your life-shaping experience this year getting vaccinated true that
0: i've been on four airplanes any favorite trips favorite moment places you have to squeeze in before the end of 2021 no because now we're also in flu season things get colder viruses spread keep your mask on get boosted get your flu very true i know but you are now you are now fully boosted i am fully boosted you are in flu shotted. there you go you are empowered (laughs) i get my booster in two weeks. Do you have it scheduled? Yeah. I went to LA which we did a episode about mm-hmm. which is very fun visiting France before they decided to move back to New York and then we went back down for Disneyland. We need to go back to Disneyland. I mean soon but like I don't need to go before 2021 ends. But Christmas decorations. They already had some of those up. Only in the Haunted Mansion. Well no but like the shops had Christmas. Oh that's true. And they bad supply chain issues. That's another thing that formed 2021, supply chain issues. Oh my lord. The boat that got stuck and now the California pier. Mm-hmm. Okay, but frankly, haven't we just been having weird port issues? We could, but now all of a sudden we care about them. I don't know. Have you done any of your Christmas shopping? I don't plan on buying anyone gifts this year. That Di- definitely DIY solves that year. problem. DIY year.
1: I actually just got a hot chocolate
0: bomb mold
1: if you would like to use that.
0: I told you I have one. Oh, okay. Concussion (laughs) break.
1: There we go. Since we're in our podcast retrospective, we need to talk about the podcast. What has been, I know we did all of our favorite episodes already, but what do you think is the best lesson you've learned from podcasting so far? I can talk
0: about anything.
1: You can't talk about anything.
0: That'd probably be the best. And then I think just doing this now for a year and having some things, it was a thing. One, we already talked about this in like, so we're starting a podcast back in February when we thought we knew anything. Spoiler alert, nope. There's a lot involved. It can be very simple, but it also can be very elaborate. And we're somewhere in the middle of those two mm-hmm. where it's like, we have the website, which <laughs> we never promoted and finished, which will be up by season two. Angela has a lot of work to do on that end. Yeah, there's just a lot of parts. And you can make a lot of parts if you want them but you also can do it very simply but we wanted to do it a little bit more as possible a monetization effort to have some sort of semblance of something
1: and i think also just to make it as enjoyable as and beneficial for everyone involved because isn't that our job well no it is but i think that's why like we're somewhere in the middle of like super basic setup to elaborate setup oh
0: yes i think whenever you start something new it kind of dominoes for you to start a bunch of new things because like by starting the podcast oh i watched the marvel movies i read gatsby like it's an excuse to do things that you might not have the intrinsic motivation for but it's like oh for the podcast angela go jump off a bridge (laughs)
1: you know we have attempted a lot of things in the name of the podcast this year.
0: One thing that there is no documentation of that Angela got to try for the podcast... Finally get to talk about it. Oh my god. So this year
1: Jay went on she went on a date. Uh one of the dates that was not covered in Datathon. And I actually, because I had pre-knowledge of this about two weeks, I had two weeks to plan how to follow her and figure out what was going on in her dating life because I have not yet met this person. So I was very, very intrigued. But it was a date. <laughs> Yes, it was a date that I kind of ended up crashing because I thought I was doing really well. I I had the time, the location, where you were going to be. But yeah, I I knew Jay was on her way. We had done a recording earlier that day. So, you know, I subtly pumped her for information about, you know, where, what she was going to wear, where she'd be waiting, how long she expected to be there, you know, little subtle things like that. And I like went out, changed my clothes. W- Full commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Full commitment, I bought different shoes because you saw the shoes that I had been wearing the day before and I only had the one pair with me. Changed my shoes, bought a hat, some sunglasses, because of course I didn't think to pack these things with my concussion brain. So went out, was at Target, was on my way to the ferry building, ready to kind of like set myself up behind a newspaper and wait for you. And then of course I get the call from you wanting to like talk and kill time before your date started. And of course like you're gonna hear the same background noises because I'm in the exact same place as you so I had to reveal myself hang out for a little bit then your date did commence I left for a little bit and then I actually you know did the most stalkerish thing ever and used your location from your phone to find you again mm-hmm. in the farmer's market you
0: going to tell the best part oh no I was going with the corn dog oh yes
1: so once I rediscovered Jay um of course because I'm wearing these sunglasses that are not my regular Prescription sunglasses, and I'm trying to follow her around. I can't actually see anything very well, so at one point she was walking around with a popsicle that I assumed was a corn dog, and I then got very distracted trying to find corn dog stand. And how long did you take to try to
0: find a corn dog stand? Probably
1: about 20 minutes. I walked all the way around twice because I was so sure that I would find it immediately because I was looking for other people with corn dogs, and I couldn't find them. But no, it was it was a very interesting experience. I almost bumped into you a few times. But yeah. New things for the po- in the name of the podcast. I know. I actually went on Bumble in the name of the podcast because I was ready to just go out there and do a documented bad date series. And then that didn't work out because I had
0: a good date. Well, even more than that, you of sorts were looking forward to doing some kind of own data-thon thing dating multiple people open to things
1: yeah because similarly to you like I've never really dated I've had relationships I'm very Lorelai Gilmore like in that way in that I have relationships not dates and I was trying to treat that as much like a true dating process and be casual dating girl like meet someone for coffee and then move on and I think that happened for like four weeks and then I like had my one good date and I tried to keep it going but then it's like Once you've established the good versus the bad dates, you don't really want to try to entertain any more of the bad dates. That's fair. I also just have very little patience in general, so that wasn't going to work out very long.
0: Mm-hmm. I think though, it's like a mindset thing of like good dates versus bad dates versus like, oh wow, that's so great for a good date. I can't wait to find someone else I can also have a good date with. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like, I'm not saying if you like someone to stop dating them or to decide to not get into a relationship, but it's also like a mindset thing of like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, that was such a good date. I'm so excited that I know it. I can have such a good date after like not dating for a while mm-hmm. and then find more people who also I can have that experience with
1: I agree and I think like I'm not saying necessarily this is something I'm going to do but I do know that it's not open
0: your relationship (laughs) it's not
1: uncommon for couples to open their relationship for a period of time after they have been dating to see kind of like like as their test yeah to see if they're having just as much fun with another person or if they want to go back to each other I can't see you letting that last for a second yeah probably not but I don't know who knows maybe in the name of the podcast I'm just kidding.
0: No. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the first time, though, you genuinely were open to the possibility of multiple dates versus finding one person. Oh, I like the date. That's all I'm going to do. Like, Mm -hmm. you did stay on dating apps for longer than you ever have before after finding someone you kind of were into. What do you think was good for you? Because I think one of the things Angela attaches very quickly to people, and I think... The whole reason why I was like stay on app, still talk to other people is a reminder that
1: there are others out there. Mm-hmm. This is not the end all be all.
0: Like someone else might enjoy talking to you. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was good for me. I think that's a little bit more set in my mind now that I can stay with that and I'm not terrified that this is the end. This is the last choice that I will ever make and it mm-hmm. has to be perfect.
0: And it has to be him. I think you're also this time around and I'm not saying there are many ways to view dating things, but I think This time around, you're not as pre-planning like and i'm not saying you ever did this extreme but it's like a wedding a future i think like yeah you've made plans like of things you'd like to do but it's not like i'm planning my life with you and already trying to factor you into my life in ways i think you have in the past
1: i agree i think that i set like a personal level of expectation for myself about when i needed to hit certain milestones markers mm-hmm. plans that was really hard for me to let go of and that really went out the window this year
0: and Eggs are drying up.
1: <laughs> fine, it's fine. I don't need them. Maybe I need them. I don't know. Okay, I've seen a lot of squishy babies this year, and I've, I've never really been tempted to hold them. But this year, I wouldn't mind holding them. Oh dear. Some of them are absolutely adorable. And then like we talked about for Halloween as well, you put the little clothes on them and their costumes. Every day is dress up for them. Not that I would want to then cause unconscious trauma with too much dress up or anything like that, but I think it would be really cute. Well,
0: according to TikTok, you're pregnant, so.
1: Ew, no, we are are not ready to house a human. We may not ever be ready to house a human in this body. And that's okay. Because there there are other
0: options. Surrogacy, adoption, foster, rich auntie life. Yeah, three of those four options are becoming more and more and more problematic in society. That's an episode for season two. Do you need explanation?
1: No, I can kind of see where you're going with that. Well, and I don't want to help. Uh, I don't want to uphold any sort of problematic standard.
0: Well, the thing is like, I mean, in short, no one, adoption is not an alternative to not wanting to bear children of your own. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like a, it's adoption is not for people who can't have children who want children. Adoption is for the needs and should be centered around the child in need. Mm-hmm. And then surrogacy and stuff. I'm, I mean that's a little bit different and monetarily it's a bit different. But then it's also about the whole thing about like epigenetics and how the baby grows and fosters and all that. Mm-hmm. A podcast for another day. Definitely a lot to learn. So that way I can
1: participate if called upon in the best way possible. Called upon by Jesus? Uh, no, I was more like called upon by the children. I know in that way it's not like oh like I want something I'm just going to go take a child like it has to be the right fit for you and the child but like I think that I'm the kind of person who would be good at opening their life mm. to welcome another person into my family and build for them that way.
0: Follow back with us in three to five years <laughs> maybe eight we'll see. We'll have full update. You're-
1: I think I think this has been a trying year for us to start something new like this Like but also us together us us together for us as partners for us as individuals with unique lives I think Mm. a lot's been going on for us and it wasn't when we started it it wasn't but I think this just goes to show there never is a perfect time to do anything and no matter how much you plan and think you're ready it's something will come at you. I don't want to say you're throwing a curveball because neither of us are really into baseball. Mm
0: -hmm. But I feel like we've been throwing a lot of curveballs this year. But like us particularly or like us as a society? Us particularly. Oh, okay. Like we were particularly fighty this year Well,
1: no i don't think we were particularly fighty but this is a new dynamic for our relationship trying to figure out how to agree on a product if you will that we're putting out into the world i would say art but we're not particularly arty here
0: by our own definition though other people might mm-hmm.
1: i think it's helped our communication honestly i
0: was gonna say i think in general communication with each other and in general has gotten better this year mm-hmm. i think a big thing for me is really listening and knowing knowing that Agreeing agreeing doesn't need to mean listening. Agreeing and listening are not synonymous. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with someone to hear their perspective and really like understand that they have a perspective that's different than yours because these episodes are so long and because there's so much post-production and pre-production and like just things we are fitting in. I think it's had to be a lot more like direct, like this is just what needs to happen and like shorter versus having, you and I are both people who like made a friendship over, which we said trauma bonding, which we'll talk about next season. But I think now we're getting to a much healthier place of like, look, I don't need to understand everything. I just need to know what do we need to do right now. And I think that's helped us a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: We approach every episode like from such different places, but I think knowing what the other person needs to like feel their best, feel successful, and feel like we're putting out something that we can both be proud of is something that we've we've done pretty well this year.
0: We work much better than we live together. Oh for sure. We could we could duplex it, but I don't think
1: we we need individual base. boundaries,
0: physical boundaries. Mm-hmm. We need walls. So now that we're officially about to wrap, <laughs> what are you looking forward to for season two? I think just more conversations and more things we can talk about and open that we've already started and established and just getting to be fulfilled creatively for me. As much as like, it'd be funny if we monetize this and we can make this something bigger. The thing for me is like, I always go back to, and I know I've said this in other episodes, like who gave you permission? Who gave you permission to do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, I, we decided to carve out a space on the internet for whoever chooses to listen we gave ourselves permission and so the podcast as much as we like when listeners give feedback or our friends text us or we hear from them it's more because i have something to say and i want to say and i want to know i'm doing the best i can to advocate for things such as vaccines Um, voting rights, voting that really matter in society, personally, and as
1: a whole. I think in season two, I'm excited to fall back onto some of the topics that we've already visited and show what we've learned over the past year, ongoing conversations going, and I agree. Like, I think it's a good platform for us to just share what we know and what we've learned and then also share our opinions with people who may be like-minded, maybe not. It's how we all learn and grow by having these continued conversations conversations and new perspectives exposed to us. And I think we're trying to do the best that we can in this
0: and do our part to share with others. I agree. I think by us being a co-hosted podcast, people have heard us get into, as you say, spirited conversations, fights, spat, quarrels, quabbles whatever you want to call it. And I think we resolve them to some extent. One because we know this is going out on the internet and we think it's important to have some sort of a resolution. But worst comes to worst, it's a thing of like I know and Angela that at the end it's like I don't know what experience you went through to make you believe this thing whether I agree with it or not but like I trust your sanity and that you have a, you have good intentions so I'm going to believe that I don't agree with this and I wouldn't advocate for this and I don't want this but I think I'm it's not like you can't and you shouldn't dismiss someone else because you haven't lived in their shoes.
1: Mm-hmm. I think this year we i don't know if we necessarily learned a lot of new things but it's just maybe there were some things that hadn't come up before that we really pushed on like I know the one that immediately comes to mind right now is like the use of the word American or mm-hmm. like every time I said American you heard radical right and I was thinking more of past American immigrant dream.
0: Are we gonna explain more of that? <laughs> or just leave it as that?
1: Um, I don't know, I guess I'm a little curious because I didn't ask this originally, but did you think I was always leaning more
0: a little bit radical right or (laughs) I mean I don't think you can lean radical right I wouldn't be surprised if certain things were more conservative centrist being that you like grew up in catholic school and that that, that's not a synonymous thing but it's a what a lot of schools push for Mm -hmm. who are that and then having like a lot like immigrant families can go one of two ways a lot of times Mm -hmm. some are really that and then also just use the verbiage of terms like American like to expand on that point just a bit the only people I've really grew up in the Bay Area heard proud to be American are like the SEC schools, Alabama, the South, the American flag, God bless America. And then unfortunately even got even more corrupted by the MAGA, Trump people. So that's the only real term of American pride I have in my realm and have had until, and Angela kept using the word, I'm like, not like in a bad way, but it's like unlike my family, which leans from moderate Democrat to super progressive, you have people who are more progressive, but you also have people in your family who are more conservative Mm -hmm. and i don't know how much if you were more conservative then switch because you learned or because you are like politics a lot of families aren't super politically involved or talk about politics so i just wouldn't necessarily know mm-hmm.
1: well this is a conversation i am really glad that we had this year because i'm glad that that cleared that all up because in from my perspective i had always grown up with the word american used around me to describe your sense of feeling at home in where you were and not necessarily being super tied to your family's like original country of origin and like their cultural practices and beliefs. It was more from my perspective, the way that it had always been used around me. American was indicative of something a little bit more progressive in terms of like cultural values. So two very different things for
0: us, but I'm sure depending on who we ask on the street if you ask them like what does it mean to be an American you could get answers depending on the race of the person the Mm -hmm. gender the generation they're from oh
1: yeah and I think it's one of those things that I hadn't necessarily considered before because I had typically like you like not a word that I really heard used a lot and then only hearing it within such a like strict context I don't necessarily think I would have thought of it another way because if someone were to like approach me and be like are you american i'd say yeah but if someone came up to me and was like America, bro i'd be like nah my, my really bad
0: yep yep what is one thing you learned about me non-podcast related and vice versa non-podcast related i mean or it could have like come up through the podcast but it's not like only when we sit and record it has like benefits I don't think I learned this, but I think, I mean, I don't want to say this is about me because it's supposed to be about you, but it's kind of about the way you and I interact. (laughs) But I think to an extent, something that I realized, which in the long run is going to benefit you and benefit our friendship, is like, I can't want, advocate, hype you up more than you're willing to yourself. Interesting. Because like, for instance, like in the past, if you were like, I'm just not gonna come tonight like I don't my hairs and so it's the wrong wash day or like what it might be but like no like everyone wants to see you like you have to come like it doesn't matter like I really would try to like mm-hmm. do it because it was the thing of like no like I know she wants to come but she felt my the thing is like I can't want you to be present in a situation more than you do and I felt like in the past again not making this up me but it's like in the past if I didn't do it you would take that as a sign of like oh well they don't care if I'm there or not it's like well no I tried really hard to make sure you knew you were wanted but at the same time it's like but why am I wanting her to show up more than she wants to show up even if she does want to show up if she's deciding to stop herself from showing up why am I doing more to do it
1: Mm -hmm. no I can see that because I think it's not for me at least I know I have a hard time saying no so then a lot of times I feel like I'm putting myself in situations where I don't feel my best and when I don't feel my best I know As we've talked about, my face shows everything. Everyone is going to know when Mm -hmm. I get there. And then I don't want to make it awkward and be like, oh, I need a ton of attention. I need you to make me feel better. So in one way, that's been really good for us because I think it's helped both of us respect those boundaries a little bit more Mm -hmm. but I know like for me as well it's like I need to be okay with hearing like okay see you later and not hearing exactly what I want to hear okay I wish you would come but I but I'll see you later Mm-hmm. like something like still like validating it because it's like like i know essentially what i'm saying is being valued and that's also something in myself where i need to realize that just because i'm saying no that doesn't mean that i'm letting anybody down
0: yeah i think there's some situations where like, you did want boundaries and say no but at the same time sometimes when you're like social anxiety or anxiety mm-hmm. in general and you are you need the validation to hear like oh so and so like mary poppins wants to see you i don't know why that's what came into my head and the thing is it's like <laughs> i can tell you mary poppins wants to see you and that you should come because she wants to meet you and give you candy but I'm the reason you're going that's mm-hmm. not a good reason for you to go so it's like if you miss out on the chance well like everyone goes to meet Mary Poppins then like that sucks but it's like that's your lesson and your correction to make later rather than me or someone else dragging you and being like you're gonna regret this so we're gonna do this mm-hmm. and we're we're leading you in a direction that you either aren't ready for or that you don't want to go in because in the past it's the thing of like well if, like when we do say see you later you're oh no I'm coming it's like, well, you just said, see, we just said, we're not like attacking saying see you later, but because it's not the full validation you wanted, you would then interpret or decide that more was behind it than necessarily was, depending on who it was coming from. Mm -hmm.
1: well I think also like it's really it's hard sometimes when I feel like I'm being clear and then there are other people who are still like really pushing like oh like we want to see you we want to come it's Mm -hmm. like you could do this or you could do that or we could try to do this and then Mm -hmm. you could do that so I think that not even necessarily with us because we've been Mm -hmm. a lot better about that but because I'm still hearing it from so many other places Mm -hmm. that still drives up my anxiety and even though like once I say I'm sorry like I really can't do this or like I'm going to be late or something like I I think I should just stay or skip because... Like, I don't want to hold anything up. That's really hard for me. Because even though I'm trying my best in one situation, I might still be flailing in another, which then just rolls on into everything else. Mm -hmm. When I'm at work and I'm trying to leave and then someone asks me if I can stay an extra 20 minutes and help them with something. And then that means I'm now 20 minutes late to dinner and our dinner reservation is like at a set time. And then I'm like texting everyone like, hey, like I can't come. Like, just go without me. And they're like, well, no. Like, you said you were gonna come, so we're gonna make them wait for you. And no, because I feel like I can't say no in this other situation. I'm now saying no to everything. Mm
0: -hmm. 2022. Yeah. I've got a lot to work on, which hopefully will be feasible with my new job. And I think something for me that is not exact I mean you still have to say what you've learned about me but I think something that I realized is I have abandonment issues attachment issues go listen to various other podcasts for me to go into the into the depths of this but I like took a a re not like a recall I took like an evaluation of all of my relationships and all of the fights I've had all the people who I have in my life and like I haven't really had that much discourse with a lot of like my close friends that we haven't recovered from or haven't been able to get past and it's not frequent so I'm like when I'm so afraid like my friends aren't going to be understanding it's like what in their track record have showed me they're not understanding of this or that they haven't done it themselves or anything mm-hmm. and it's not really there so for me I know a lot of it for me is personally made up and then the other thing which I think has gotten a lot better with you particularly this year's your communication of like I'm running 20 minutes late work asked me to stay 20 minutes late because before in your kind of rush to get everything done there wasn't the communication because you're like, I'm just gonna do it real fast for work and then do it because then if that's for me what really used to cause the issues was like just tell me so I know what's happening are you alive? Mm-hmm. Am I am I am I looking for Jane Doe? Or did you get back on Bark? Did you lose your phone? Like that was for me always where that strain came from. But you've gotten a lot better this year. Like just saying sending that like work is making me stay. It's like okay, so if it's like a set reservation, it's like hey, do you want us to go on without you, or do you want to stay? Like mm-hmm. you get the choice back when the communication is set for. I don't know if this is something
1: that is necessarily brand new to our friendship, but I think this year I really learned. It's like how much you're doing at once. Me, yes. Okay. Because I know in college we went through a. Period where I was very, very confused. I was like, Do you ever study? And you were like, Yes, when you're not here. Uh Uh-huh. And I think I got the reminder this year of like, there are a lot of things going on when I'm not with you because it's like, we do generally talk a lot, text a lot. We are in a lot of communication. And then I think sometimes because of that, like I forget all of the things that you're doing in the background where it's like taking classes, working on podcast things, doing things with your family, personal workout journey this year. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things going on that I feel like you constantly have running in the background. So good job, Jay. That's what you learned? Yeah, that's kind of what I learned. I was like, you're a lot better at time management and prioritization than I am because I like can't say no. So I'm just constantly running from one thing to another, but like you are actually able to make schedules and keep them.
0: I'm more than happy to help you, which is why I ask sometimes like the lead in questions like, oh, like you're doing this first. Like, is that, are, how are you getting to the next place? Yeah, it's been really hard. Well, it's like the little example, which I mean, I don't think you're going to imagine we saw the eternals last weekend Mm -hmm. because we could tell how much you love you don't love our marvel reviews we did not (laughs) talk about the movie angela was like oh i have a brow appointment an hour before the movie starts in a different part of the city we were going to and i was like how would you plan on getting there because it can be a very trafficy area and i was like okay so this starts here and this starts here just like adding some of the building blocks to see the answer come about like oh and then she's like oh it's kind of cutting it close i'm like good job we do see it she made it this time i did i made it with like 20 minutes despair. Yes. This time.
1: Yes, this time. So no, like
0: asking the leading questions so of like, oh like that's what the plan is. Do 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 we how much time do we think that's gonna take? Yes.
1: Like, I don't want to say I have so much going on that I have no idea how to manage it, but I'm just like, there are so many different mm-hmm. things that I don't know. I don't know what gets top billing because everything seems like it needs top billing.
0: Yeah. Follow up to that be Well, if everything's getting top billing, is anything getting top billing? No. Which means everything just isn't getting done. I know. I am getting bottom billing. You're it's doing like... Hall on the floor right now with most people.
1: I, I am, yes.
0: I think it's a thing of like knowing part of it and something that I hope, ooh, this will be good not final question but final kind of segment like what you hope for the other person for the next season of podcasting the next season of thing in life you know like the christians love to say like the next season of life will be entering i think for you how
1: very midsummer
0: for me what i hope for you is that you being able to put Yourself and your needs above everyone, above a relationship, above your friendships, above your family, above work. Because I think part of the reason, permission to speak freely. Yes, great. I feel like a lot of the reasons everything seems a priority and everything is spiraling is because like you don't prioritize it because you don't know what you prioritize and you don't know what you want. And so when you don't know what you want, how can anything into a list or anything be prioritized if you don't know what that list should be for yourself? I will have to explore that theory because
1: I feel like the assumption I've been operating under for the past year is that I want everything so badly I'm trying to make I'm trying to get it where I can so
0: you're like Gretchen Wieners like it's better to be in the plastics hating life than not be in the plastics at all
1: yes that's actually my daily mantra no cap
0: good job thank you but But like then you're in again young tiktok then you're not exuding main character energy you're just background your background characters in everyone else's story
1: i'm not even a background character in everyone else's story because as you heard earlier i was just out of frame in the b-roll from whatever movie that i was watching
0: like three nights ago that i now can't remember the name of well that too (laughs) like one of the big shifts i have finally i knew for a while that i needed to start making in college is kind of when i got this one when i finally i feel like i've only recently really become of like I there are jokes about me being stage mom and squad mom and hyping everyone up and being there for everyone which I'm eight which I now realize I can still do but before when I was doing it I was engrossing myself so ex- so much into everyone else. So like, oh my God, tell me about your day. Tell me about your classes. Tell me about whatever you're going through and really immersing myself in their experiences, which helped me avoid doing it myself. And I feel like you're not doing that exactly, but by you not picking and prioritizing, you're letting the world, you're giving away your control to be like, whoa, like my stuff's too busy. Like take an hour drop everything and then be like, what do I want to do? I want to go to Disneyland. So what, what again, with my therapist, it's like, think with the end in mind mm-hmm. like what is the end of it as of right now the end of for you is death and <laughs> everything just spiraling around <laughs> so maybe think of some goals before death and we can work backwards I think I'm gonna take a break and then
1: I'm gonna think of all of this siesta yes three weeks siesta thank god oh wow good for you
0: yeah I'm so excited what do we hope for me in 2022 um in
1: 2022 I hope that you kind of similarly
0: learn to give yourself a little bit more patience. With myself, or like patience for others.
1: With yourself. Mm. Because I feel like you do set a lot of schedules, goals, timelines, not necessarily like overall where you're running your whole life that way, but just like small things like your daily goals, weekly, six months from now of certain things that you're working on. And I feel like sometimes you put so much pressure on those that you're disrupting your daily quality of life. And I know this is something I've talked about like previously on the podcast, but I think that it's what I hope you could take a little bit more of and like maybe give yourself a little bit more time where instead of trying to fit six months worth of work into six weeks, maybe you set three-month goal and then maybe a six-week check-in to see how that three months is feasible and then maybe learn from that and say like hey if it takes four months five months i'm still under six months and so that's a personal win but also at the same time if it needs to take six months to be proper quality for for you to maintain your mental health for you to maintain physical health or just like social happiness that's okay too
0: That's fair. 2022, ladies, gentlemen's gaze they's the girls the gays and the they's I think is the phrase we'll have a lot more coming for you I think these this conversation in general has probably spurred up an episode or two for us to Mm -hmm. check in yeah but definitely like follow-ups on for me I know I want to talk about the medical one Angela wants to do the period ones we'll check in with all of our amazing guests from season one and we already have some guests planned for season two one of my high school friends and there are a few episodes frankly I think could be great with her between friendship breakups moving out of state, autoimmune diseases, Mm -hmm. disorders, diseases. Um, oh, syndromes. Okay, what else? What do you have? on our
1: playlist um i have okay honestly i'm really determined to get someone into our movie talks people haven't been enjoying marvel apparently people really didn't like star wars but people didn't like i mean feedback it did okay i heard i heard there was a lot of uh i could have done with some more explanation so in season two i will release my own 25th edition remastered edition of my star wars episode oh (laughs) jeez but i think that there's a lot that we could do in terms of building our own relatability because the whole purpose of this is that we had opinions we had things to share we had experiences that we felt could help educate other people either professionally, socially, familially, whatever. And I think that we we have talked about a lot, but there's also like some things we haven't been ready to talk about and haven't been as candid as we could to get to a place where people could really benefit from experience. So mm-hmm. I think that's something I'd like to think about. And in Omnia Paratus, it goes there. <laughs> <laughs> so the Degrassi series. Yeah, we'll, we'll, bring a De- we'll bring a Degrassi episode in oh, too. Oh my
0: god, if we only we could fill like one of their trailers like the shark in the water where they did the circus oh i love that that's iconic it yeah. really is that intro i think it is i think we should also we
1: should bring back some books we'll we'll bring better books i promise i will not try to sell you on like an old american classic again we'll do um
0: or money management that yeah
1: that was honestly very painful
0: the books i've chosen to read on my own are much better Okay, yes, they are. I will give you that. But again, it just... You said you wanted an old classic. I picked the classic. No, I know. I was fine with Gatsby. I'm talking about the you are a badass at making money. Oh,
1: yeah. No, we're, we're never touching those again. Mm-mm. Ever. Nope. I'm still really sad I had to buy it.
0: <laughs> well, you actually had to buy both because you want mine for me for our trip Oh, that's trip. true. <laughs> uh,
1: 40 bucks wasted.
0: Signing off for one last time this year. Kind of. Sort of. Possible. The possibilities are endless. Is that for a cereal or for a food chain? Oh, Lucky Charms? Isn't that Taste the Rainbow? That is Taste Oh, no, it's Skittles. Shoot. Oh, no. Lucky Charms is magically delicious. We'll follow up.
1: And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. The season of In Omnia Paratus. Thank you for listening to this season of In Omnia Paratus. If you've been hanging in, riding with us since day one, <laughs> <laughs> you're a real one. We hope to see you back for season two. And if this is your first episode, Still, we hope to see you back for season two. We're not going to be like Nelly and ask you to leave the stage.
0: We have 54 episodes if this is your first for you to go back on. So grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and
1: follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you liked us at all this season, go ahead and drop us a rating there. Leave us a comment on our Instagram. Wow, look, you are finally
0: remembering the CTAs. I know. (laughs)
1: Leave us a comment on our Instagram or slide into our DMs at InOmniaPod and let us know what you'd like to hear about next season. Bye, au revoir, farewell, adiós, saying goodbye.